everybody. This is Greg Reffner on the Abstract Podcast, and we have Mario Martinez, CEO of Vengrosa, Vengrosil, sorry, host of the Modern Selling Podcast and board member and investor to many different organizations and companies. Uh, Mario, please say hi. Greg, my man, I'm excited to be with you. Thank you so much for having me, bro. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. And uh, the timing of this is great because you guys just released uh, your definitive guide to prospecting. I think it's on your third or fourth um, iteration or kind of update, I guess you could call it. Um, I'd love to maybe spend most of our time diving into some of that data and uh, kind of seeing what you guys are, are seeing in the market from a sales training perspective. But um, kind of at a high level, what were some of the maybe the, the surprising things or big takeaways out of that most recent uh, report you guys released? Well, I think I think what you're referring to is our uh, our research that we completed, and this last round with over almost 1,300, 1,295. Uh, respondents from around the globe, salespeople, that is, and sales professionals, um, including some business owners inside there as well, anybody responsible for revenue. We asked a question and that was, what is the hardest part of the sales cycle? And we asked four, uh, we gave four answers, excuse me. Number one, getting the first conversation. Number two, qualifying the opportunity. Three, presenting a solution. And four was closing the deal. Now, interestingly enough, uh, Greg, is we actually have done this uh, research now four times. The first time we did it in June of 2020, and the numbers were 59% of all respondents said that the hardest part about selling was getting that first conversation, aka prospecting. Number two was in September of 2020, so just a few months later, um, about six months into COVID, um, and 71% of sellers said the hardest part of selling was prospecting, getting that first conversation. Then we redid that study again in April of 20, uh, 2021, and we had um, 68.5% of sellers said getting the, uh, the first conversation was the hardest part about the sales cycle. And we just completed in October of 2021, so brand new, your listeners are getting it hot off the press, uh, and that is um, uh, 1,295 B2B sellers reported that 69%, 69% reported that prospecting is the hardest part of the sales cycle. So four research studies done over the course of two years, now barely moved the needle between 60, uh, 58% to 72%. And sitting twice now at the 68.5, 69%, that tells you that we have a major problem when it comes to sellers being able to get that first conversation to prospect, to be able to earn the right to win more business. Okay. Well, um, I guess that, that doesn't surprise me. Um, prospecting is hard. I, I do believe, you know, and maybe I'm going to put a, an initiative out there in the world, but SDRs should be paid more because it is the hardest part of the job. Um, you would think with all the technology we have, the Zoom infos, the LinkedIn sales navigators, the sales engagement platforms, like this should be getting easier, um, but it's not. It's still the hardest part. What is from kind of your perspective, right? So on the outside, looking at the, the world of prospecting and seeing those answers, What's your perspective on, you know, technologies there, right? Why is this still so hard? 
Great question. So <clears throat> first off, uh, I've always said a fool with a tool is still a fool. <laughs> so uh, just because you throw more tech at your sellers doesn't mean they're going to be more successful. And that's uber important that anybody listening and understands that particular uh, message. More tech does not mean more success. Um, there are actually, in my opinion, are a few reasons why prospecting is so challenging for a salesperson. And I'll tell you this, this has always been the situation for as long as I've been selling for 25 B2B sales years. And it's even worse now, right? It's even worse now. And, and, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that our customers are so incredibly busy and distracted. Uh, it's the digital pollution era. So many things coming at them from social media, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Facebook, LinkedIn, email, phone calls, text messaging, WhatsApp, right? Instagram. There you go. So I just listed 11 things right there um, that, that, and everybody's like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. So it's like we got this, this digital pollution situation going on that we're challenged by. And it's this information overload. And so our brains are automatically filtering out anything that we don't want to hear, AKA a sales pitch, unless we're actively shopping for a solution or we hit on a problem that we actively are trying to say, man, I wish I could solve that particular problem. And you may not even be in the look phase. You may just know that you actively have a problem. The second thing I think that's, that's um, uh, I would say, uh, paramount to solving this problem, and I would argue is a pandemic amongst sales folks, and I use the word pandemic as a global problem that we're having, and it's all around sales messaging. Our sales messaging today sucks. It sucks. <laughs> it's so bad, Greg. And if you just look at your own in-mail, uh, your in-mail box, your email uh, box. I, I can't look at my in-mail anymore. It's I cringe too many times a day to pay attention to that anymore. Exactly. And what we're trying to do is we're using the same old uh, lines and tricks that everybody else is using. Today alone, I got three, three, three messages, I think, in my box that basically said, hey, I was just following up um, on my message that I sent you or my email that I sent you. I didn't get a response from. And, and there's no email below that. It's a brand new email. So it makes me want to write back to the person what are email you're talking about? So at least they get an engagement, but I'm not, first off, we teach this stuff. So I'm not responding back to that. I have no interest. And there are best practices that go along with following up. For example, if you truly are following up, you're not going to take a brand new email and send it to that individual. You're going to take the old one and continue to build on top of that. So they have a history of what exactly it is that you're talking about, what you're saying, right? So, so that's just a, a great example. The other thing too is, is, most of these messages are, are focused on the pitch and what the seller wants. And by the way, most sales reps don't have an SDR. Just heads up, right? The SDR originated out of technology sales-based organizations. And sure. usually it's like a one to three, one to five ratio. Um, very rarely is it a one to one ratio, right? Um, but most sales folks are full cycle. You're opening, you're hunting, opening and closing. That's yep. what we do. So with that in mind, we're basically looking for these sales templates and we're trying to churn out these, um, these uh, templates that we think work and we're just spitting it out and spraying and praying that it, that it works. And then if you look at a, a, 
the third thing I would say is, is just the, the amount of competition that we have out there in the marketplace. Every day, a new application is popping up to, to do something. And so many of our buyers are basically going mind numb. They're, it's mind numbing essentially at how many different options there are uh, for folks to choose from to be able to look at a, solving a particular problem. Yeah, so I agree. So, I mean, I think I read a report once and it was um, the, the rate of the number of technology companies in the next two years is going to 5X what it's done in the past 10 years, just because cloud technology, cloud infrastructure, it is so relatively easy to build and deploy now that companies are able to push out new applications um, much faster and easier than they ever have before. And so it's yeah. only going to become more saturated. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think what you see happening, especially, you know, what happened in the marketing world when, you know, there was just a few hundred uh, mar mar uh, marketing tech stacks, uh, technology applications that were out there. Now it's well over 7,000 MarTech apps, right? Uh, so today on the sales world, uh, just uh, uh, see six years ago, when I started tracking this, there was just a few hundred. Now we're up to over 1,100 sales technologies that are out there. And what you're seeing is this specialized niche, a focus on a sp specific problem. Hey, that's phenomenal. That's great. You should have that out there. But what you're also going to start seeing is, is a lot more consolidation in the industry uh, yeah. where companies are looking to consolidate to have one full gamut and they're taking all the great ideas that people are creating. But here's that where the problem sales leaders uh, that are trying to or buyers, sorry, and I'm just using uh, I'm using sales leaders as the example buyers in general. And I'm now I'm referring to the sales leaders. They can't spend $50 per user for this one and 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 this one, right? It's not going to happen. So there's only a limited amount of budget. And that budget usually on a cost per head for at least the salespeople is anywhere between $2,500 to $5,000 per year on training and technology per yeah. rep. So yeah. you got a finite budget uh, that, uh, that you can go along with. And, and, and don't, don't get me started on IT or HR or any of these other uh, uh, places where, you know, budgets are much more slimmer. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. So I want to go back to a little bit of prospecting and some of the challenges um, just in our own team. You know, no one has an office line anymore. Um, no one's in the office. So there's no longer a second phone number. Um, phones, cell phones nowadays, they tell you when it's an unknown number and I have it on my phone. Like I can block unknown calls. People I don't know automatically get routed to my voicemail. Um, Sendoso was big pre-COVID where you picked up and you mailed stuff to people's offices. We don't have people's mailing address addresses for their homes anymore. So we can't uh, get in front of them that way. Privacy laws, GDPR, can spam, California privacy protection. You know, companies are clamping down on how data can be used. Technology providers are clamping down on how data can be used. Um, it's like the, the, the cards are not stacked in your favor when you're prospecting um, anywhere. No, not at all. In fact, uh, add some more data to what you just talked about, uh, driving the need for really what, you, what we're about to talk about is this what we call omni-channel approach to prospecting, yeah? Um, so in addition to your data, uh, just since March of 2020 alone, in the, and, and go forward to fast forward a year in, in, uh, ahead, and that year, March 2020 to 2021, 
marketing emails increased by 62%, virtual events, 1,000%, sales calls, 28%, uh, 28%, ad spend, 22%. Again, going back to the era of digital pollution, right? Uh, this is the problem that we're dealing with. And what we end up having is stupid prospecting, stupid selling is what I call it, right? And that is we are just throwing stuff at our buyers. And many of our leaders, again, my age and older, we're sitting that 45 and older category. And I've been selling for 25 uh, years in B2B sales. When we started, we learned how to use phone and email. And in today's uh, prospecting era, we're using phone and email. And we still have SDRs today doing 60 to 70 dials per day, per day. Now, that's crazy to be able to even think that you're going to be successful when the response rate to a cold call was less than 10% engagement rate or connection rate. So now with this digital pollution, more calls, more emails, more meetings, more everything, more Instagram, more Facebook, more LinkedIn, more, more everything that you think that by having more SDRs, making more phone calls, that changes the trajectory. It doesn't. It's old, it's old school way of thinking. If I hire one SDR, one account executive, it's going to equal X in revenue. That's not the way that that's an old school approach to building out and scaling sales teams. Absolutely correct. Uh, and so what we need to be thinking about uh, is really structured, <coughs> excuse me, and focused on uh, an omni-channel approach to prospecting, which means that our stupid selling needs to turn into smart selling. Yeah. And uh, yeah. what does that mean? And that really means that our reps now have a harder job Smart, yeah, smarter, yes, but harder, yes. And that's because we now have to think about leveraging all these different uh, channels that are out there to be able to engage with our buyer. Phone, absolutely. Email, absolutely. Connection requests on LinkedIn or LinkedIn, period. Social media, absolutely. Direct mail, absolutely. Uh, 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 online events, absolutely. Text messaging, absolutely. Video messaging, absolutely, right? Gift marketing, absolutely. I just rattled off eight different ways for us to be able to engage our buyer. And guess what? All of them have to be used. Oh, yeah. yeah. All of them. Because today, right now, and I'll just give you three specific, specific exam examples of, of sales leaders that are our customers that um, uh, on how they like to engage with Vingresso. So I have one leader. Only will talk sometime between five o'clock and eight o'clock on text messaging. That's it. That's the only time that I will get a response. No email, no phone, no calling. I mean, no, no, no LinkedIn messages, nothing else works. I have another one that only wants to pick up the phone. Every time I send an email message, they pick up the phone to call me. And I know that that's going to turn into a 30 minute to a 40 minute long conversation because the first 10 minutes are shooting the breeze, talking about how you are, how they are, how the kids are, the family, right? All those types of things. And sometimes you're just like, oh, can you just reply through email? Because I only need it only take me four <laughs> minutes, four minutes, right? But they want to be able to have that buddy-buddy system. And yep. uh, yet others... We'll only respond via social media, and yet others will, would prefer to watch a short video. So our job as sellers have become more complex in that we need to assess which channels are the ones that somebody is engaging on, and then try to continue developing strategies around that channel to get them to be able to engage. It's such a good point. And so ultimately, 
you know, we talk about tech stack proliferation, right? The number of technologies, but it's like, you have to know how to use those. You have to know how to use them in the appropriate channels um, because your prospects want to and have, have preference over how they engage with you. And so if exactly. all you know how to do is write an email and someone wants to talk to you on the phone, you're in trouble. Um, exactly. If someone only wants to text message you and you refuse to give out your, your cell phone number because your boss isn't paying for it, you're in trouble. Um, and so you have to be in the channels that your prospects want to be in and you have to meet them where they are, which seems so common sense, but unfortunately it's not that common. Um, diving into kind of keeping, on, keeping track of time here, Mario, um, the, the world of prospecting is tough. Like we, we've agreed upon that. Sales leaders are agreeing upon that. Um, what are some of the things maybe kind of tips and tricks that you guys at Vengroso are doing to help your clients stay ahead of the curve and maybe think six months, 12 months from now, where's, where's the industry going that they need to start paying attention to? Well, oftentimes I'm asked, especially as a CEO of Ingresso is, Hey, do I, you know, hear you loud and clear, but now do I need to get one of those sales cadence tools from like sales loft outreach, uh, you know, vanilla soft, Apollo, uh, prospect.io hunter.io <laughs> you name it, right? Do I need to get one of those sales cadence tools? And the answer is no, no, you don't No, you, you don't necessarily need to do that. Uh, in fact, we have Ingresso, we go hand to hand combat. Hand-to-hand okay. -hand combat, right? So, so we actually have a, a, the infrastructure built into our HubSpot automation system. We have 17 tasks that we have on the, uh, on the uh, outbound, 18 tasks that we build on the inbound for inbound-related leads in terms of our follow-up. And they include all channels. So phone, email, text, uh, video message, social media, as an example. And uh, we really built these to, to master the art of hyper, hyper, hyper personalization. So to answer your question, how do you solve some of these problems? Well, more tech does not equal a better result. No. Better personalization, H to H, human to human engagement equals better results. Take the time to get to know someone. We, let me give you an example. So, so you can't do this on everyone's profile, but this would be a great example. If you're reaching out to a target prospect and you notice they speak another language, Spanish as an example, uh, that they speak Spanish, go to Google Translator on google.translate.com, whatever it is, the free site, put in a subject line that is less than six words, preferably three or less, and have it translated into Spanish and your opening line says, Greg, I tried my best to put it into Spanish. I don't know if it's right or if it makes actual real sense, but I saw that you spoke Spanish. And so I thought I would try it. Now that's a touch of fine class right there. Right. And it's totally irrelevant, but it's the language of their, it's the language they dream in. Right. Oftentimes it's the, it's their love language that yeah. people see that and they see the effort that was made into doing something unique, um, just like uh, what I just mentioned. And there's many, many other things that we teach in our um, Vingresso um, Modern Sales Mastery course that we have for really going deep onto social media, LinkedIn, and going deep and leveraging video as an example for prospecting. So with that in mind, we've got to go back to hyper-personalization in terms of engaging. We also need to have a cadence, and that cadence dictates what we do when we do it. And I am so maniacally focused on the cadence uh, that if you don't do it, you will fail. 
And unfortunately, we've had sales folks that have come into Vingresso that want to take shortcuts. Homie, don't play that way. We don't take <laughs> shortcuts, right? And so you cannot take a shortcut. There is no fast path to money unless it comes in on the inbound or as a referral from somebody else who's taking your program already or who's taking your service already, right? It's very few times that there's going to be a fast path to money. So with that in mind, you got to work. And keep in mind, it's not until, depending on the study that you read, between touch point number eight and 13 that you actually might get a response. Yeah. Most yeah. reps quit after touch number three or four. Yeah. Right. Which is, which is crazy. Right. It's exactly. Crazy. So you've got to have that cadence and you've got to have some way to manage that. We use HubSpot and we have it all automation um, built into our, our task uh, capabilities, whereas one task is not, um, you know, all 18 tasks. You, you don't get to the next task unless the first one's completed and then it keeps building on uh, after that. So it's a great way to be able to manage that particular process for um, those that are prospecting for us. So, um, again, we'll go back to um, uh, what we look at is another area, and that's the sales messaging framework. So if you go to pvcsalesmethod.com, pvcsalesmethod.com, uh, that actually has an, an entire training that I did personally for a one of our, our, our customers um, embedded a video, free video inside there. And it has the scripts inside there, a cold calling script, um, uh, not cold calling, excuse me, a cold messaging script that you can download inside there. It's a great tool that allows you to be able to really construct a message, whether it be in mail, whether it be email, whether it be even a phone call on the three components uh, that you need inside of every message, the personalization, how to bring value and how to have the right call to action. Thus PVC, right? Ah, or personalization, okay. value, and call to action. Okay. Um, so I would strongly encourage um, leaders to, to do that. Don't give up on the cadence. Build the cadence out. Make sure that your reps are sticking to that. Include the omni-channel approach. Now, I'll come back to the thing I said earlier. A fool with a tool is still a fool. So if, you, if I were to ask you or anybody listening in, are your reps using LinkedIn as an example? And you say, oh yeah, absolutely. They, they've got that down. Uh-huh, no, they don't. Trust me, no, they don't. So what you wanna be thinking about is how to go about leveraging this tool and the research and the information. We have a deal getting ready to close right now with the sales leader uh, because they were completely skeptical of whether or not we could teach their folks to prospect utilizing digital selling techniques, social media in this case. They're utilizing a tool called LinkedIn Sales Navigator. As one of the, the greatest tools that is out there that we lo absolutely love. And I had the sales leader open up the, uh, the uh, sales navigator. Then I had him search on his company profile. And then I had him do a um, spotlight filter. And that spotlight filter was all the indiv individuals that are following your company. And then I said, what's the worst performing territory? And he said, territory X. And I said, great, put in that geography inside there. And he put the geography inside there. And his eyes opened up when he saw 2,000 people, of which at least on the first page alone, 30% uh, were competitors and customers. The other two-thirds were all people that are not customers of theirs. So was it of interest? Absolutely, because now they can go after those individuals that are potentially targeting their company or interested in what their company has to say, and they weren't even utilizing those particular um, uh, filters to find companies that are following their, their, their organization. Now the question is, is what I asked him, 
you'll run a strategy, right? Absolutely. What will you say? And as the sales leader said, that's why we're hiring you guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so there you go. So those are some of the challenges is a fool with the tool. I can still give them the, the, the tool and a sales rep, a, a, a smart whippersnapper can come right in and do that filter, do the spotlight. But like, oh, I got a yeah, thousand leads. Great. What will you say to a person that is already following your company means they have interest potentially in your products or services. Will you screw it up? by saying the wrong things to somebody that is potentially already slightly interested, or will you nail it with the right messaging uh, to be able to um, convert that online interaction to an offline conversation? I love that. All right. So there's some good nuggets in here. I think uh, I thought I had heard everything when it came to trying to be creative with prospecting, but the whole find the second language and then take the subject line in their language. Um, that is gold. And I feel like I should probably pay you for that advice, Mario, because that was awesome. I'll take uh, it. I'll take the money. I, I <laughs> $100. That's, that was awesome. Um, and even the following kind of, you know, your company page, who's following you and using that as, as prospecting. Cause those are, those are kind of stones that typically don't get looked under. Right. So that's, that's awesome. Um, really kind of big takeaways as we wrap this up, Mario, the, the prospecting being the hardest part, that's not really a, a surprise for me. What, what, what really boils down to it is for me is that it shouldn't be this hard. Um, it shouldn't continue to be this hard with everything out there that we have available to us in the form of technology and ability to find information on people to, as the kind of PVC, the first point, personalized message. Um, so I really appreciate that. And then ultimately the, the omni-channel approach, right? Um, sales leaders need to get more comfortable with their SDRs, becoming mini marketers and operating in different channels, some that they might not have visibility into and being able to report on, like the number of phone calls and emails. So almost trusting your team to, to say the right things. And Greg, remember, it's not just SDRs. Majority of sellers do not have an SDR team or BDR team, right? Yeah. That is a technology only situation. If you think about all the other industries that we train uh, with, telecommunications, manufacturing, distribution, uh, insurance, verticals, financial service, there are no telemarketers or very few telemarketers, right? Like you're a full sales cycle. So it's, it's sales leaders, period. Uh, need to be thinking about this if you have anyone that is responsible for hunting and to what you said is is our salespeople are no longer sellers they are marketers sellers with and a marketer combined in one because they have to think about what's the channel that i need to engage on what should i send to be able to um, get that person uh to respond What's the subject line that is sexy subject line that will get them to click and say okay let me read what this is about right and by the word, by the word, by the way, secret tip here for you, three words or less. Sales Loft came out with some new information that says one to two words. I, that's, some, that's an update to their, to their older published, uh, older uh, uh, published information from 2017. Uh, three is really nice one for me uh, that we, we see great success at, but whatever you do, no more than six. After six, bad things start to happen, Right and name personalization. So we as sellers never had to think about these things before. Never. 
We didn't think, and then on top of that, now you have to think about your content. So my sellers sometimes get so frustrated because we pump out almost five pieces of new content per week, right? Uh -huh. Three to five. And my sellers have to read every single piece, read every single blog, every single, listen to every podcast and listen and watch every video. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? It's a good thing because now you're looking at hyper personalization. And now someone says, hey, I've got a, a you know, a, a budget that I'm trying to figure out how to how to spend it. Great. I've got an article that we just published called uh, Sales and Marketing User Lose a Budget, right? Here's some ideas that you might be able to get some great ideas. And you know that because you've read that particular article that you've got on your blog. That's hard. And most sellers don't do that. But guess what? We need to lead buyers to our solution. We don't need to put the well in front of them and make them drink, right? We got to lead them to our solution and leading with value value and the value comes from white papers ebooks uh webinars um you know uh, blogs those types of things i love that i love that all right sir well thank you for your time mario this has been amazing um now i see why the modern selling podcast is so popular due to the uh, amount of wisdom that i'm sure you've picked up from your guests along the way uh and obviously internalize that and uh help Vingrosso obviously be as successful as it is. So again, Mario, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, um, maybe learn more about what you guys offer, what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you? Moresalescalls.com, uh, which leads you right to our, one of our Vingresso pages. So moresalescalls.com is the best way or email sales at Vingresso.com. And we'll be happy to help you and or your sales team out uh, prospect better and sell more. Love it. Awesome. Thank you for your time, Mario, today. This has been awesome. And uh, enjoy the rest of your night, sir. Thanks, buddy, for having me.